Hello, universe. Hey, any chance you've seen my lighter or my batteries? Huh. Yeah, me neither. Hello, universe. One of those forgot-to-hit-record moments just laundered its way into my life. So here at 2.33 in the morning, the morning of 26th November, some year, Trump went crazy. Maybe this is the year Trump went sane. Or maybe this is the year that measuring anything by Trump's sanity completely gets forgotten. Therefore, we'll call it the year of forgetting Trump was even here. But whatever year you want to call it, it still is the... uh, We got 36 days left. 36 days left in this year. And that means there's another fucking nine in my life. But why am I still up at 2.30, now 4, almost up 2.35, 2.35 in the morning? Mm, did that just turn? No, that was a nine that just turned into a ten. I'm rambling on about stuff that's so coincidental it doesn't have any merit, but being this awake and hmm, peppered with not thought, but both emotion and energy vibration harmony, just the swirls, some of that has to be mushroom related, and It's comforting, but I've been getting plenty of sleep lately, and when I want a little sleep, I get a lot of sleep, and when I want to not get sleep, well, sometimes I even then get sleep. So, to want to get sleep and not be able to get sleep, well, that's got to be a little bit of the mushroom effect as well, especially with the Death Star flowing through my system. But, thinking thoughts at 75 miles an hour still am I, they just are a kaleidoscope of color and feeling than they are. Well, you know, another thing that you could have done if you wanted to keep that plant alive was maybe water it. Okay, yeah, that's a thought. Nope, not much of that thought. But plenty of tapping into my own simple tranquility. So why the fuck can't I get to sleep, right? That's the kind of shit that should put you to sleep. Maybe I'll... Okay, here are... My favorite make-yourself-fall-asleep tricks. In reverse order of how well they work. Let's see, how many do I have? I'll bet I have five. Number five. Walk up to an item, whatever you want to make it. I usually make it a stone concrete letter, like the letter M. But walk up to an item and then start um, imagining it as large as you possibly can and then make it bigger and bigger until you fall asleep. And then number four, um, recounting the best parts of my day, trying to top the best part of my day that I've got so far by thinking through the rest of my day to find a better part. That puts me to sleep as 
surely is almost anything. So maybe that should have been number two because number one is clearly number one. But we'll call that number four. Number three, this is also a really good one, especially if I'm like thought restless. Imagine the darkest space you can. In fact, put your hands over your eyes to help the sensation of darkness create itself and then make it darker 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 until you fall asleep. And then my number two way to fall asleep is to count backward from a hundred and to do it until I fall asleep. That probably should have been number four. Number four should have been number two. But 100, 99, 98, 97, 96. If you can get through the reverse 100 three times, I've never done it. So that method works. It's just the almost counting your own heartbeat method of relaxation. Which brings us to number one, the most foolproof yet inevitably drool on your pillow, light on, fucking middle-of-the-night wake-up call. Read Foucault, The Phenomenology of Spirit. Read any of it. Just pick a page, start a sentence, and if you aren't asleep by the end of the page, well, you've got a much better relationship with Foucault than I ever did. Pause. I think one of the ways that I should or at least something I should add to my checklist of searching the house when I have lost stuff should be to just get into my bed, turn out all the lights, and then start reaching around for where I might have put some shit. Because, well, I just found a lighter and some batteries I'd misplaced by using that exact method. Now, are these critical items that I can't do without, like my bank card? No. Did I find my bank card? No. So it's not going to work for everything. But, I mean, for shit like lighters and batteries, let's face it, it's probably the first thing I should check. Oh, okay. I guess I am more tired than I uh, will admit if I just referenced uh, Hegel's Phenomenology of Spirit as a work of Foucault. No. I mean, come on. I'm sure Foucault is boring. I've read him, but he leaves no imprint on what I remember from his, what, Discipline and Punishment, or Discipline and Punish, I don't even remember the title, but I know I read that at least, and something else. The point is, Foucault was a popular academic. He was he was somebody who, who was on uh, bestseller shelves in France. He was, he, his ideas, I'm not saying, are dismissible, or even dismiss, I'm not being dismissive of Foucault. Except as a make-yourself-fall-asleep companion on the bedside table. Maybe he's perfect. But you know who's perfect? Hegel. 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 Phenomenology of spirit. Hegel. Just pick a page and say, Good night. Hey, universe. Oh, oh. Never mind. Oh, I hate the cat right now. We are in separate rooms. Like...
people who've been married for 60 years or like uh, people who one party of the people pisses on the stuff of the other party like all of it any of it doesn't matter shoes sure tennis racket why not new pair of pants fuck yeah leave our mark hmm I wonder if that is as big a point of differentiation in identifying what human is which human. Our tolerance for animals' misbehavior before we say, Enough! And stab them with that needle full of death juice. Okay, that's a little dramatic for putting down an animal. But I can say with absolute confidence... But somebody listening to this would have already stabbed my cat full of death juice. Hell, I've been... I had her packed up at one point to drive her up to the mountains to feed her to the wolves. But I, I came to my senses before I got her into the car. But we were close. So it's not like I can't understand the impulse to rid yourself of said problem. And... As said problem trundles over here to the bed, uh, 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 I have to worry that she might just pee in the middle of the bed, because she's done that. Would that send you to the Dumb Friends League for a death juice needle? Well, it might send me there next week, Kitty. Do it today, I swear we're going to have problems. But that's not what I got on to talk about. In fact, um, it's now... 20 minutes before my workout time, so I don't have a whole lot of time to chaw back and forth on anything, but have I even, oh, it took one bong hit when I woke up, but you know what, I do have time for that, so you better pause while I get that done. Okay, well, in honor of the resurgence of the green machine, yay, back to smoking green. The only downside to smoking green is what it does to your lungs. Oop, there might be one more hit in there. Ah, fuck it. Um, it really does, in my opinion, <clears throat> pollute your lungs worse than any other form of marijuana ingestion. Maybe that's obvious, but it seems like dabbing would at least leave your lungs in some level of therapeutic need. But I've never really found dabbing to be the type of marijuana consumption that leads to lung retardation. Now, obviously, I did not mean retardation like dim cap. I'm, I'm here to reclaim retardation for the use of restricted. But that's a small claim to be making, so probably need to find some bigger purpose than that. Like finding this... Oh, here it is. So, in honor of today's stupid names for marijuana, well, our first bowl is going to be Sour Patch Kids. And no, I don't mean candy. <clears throat> I actually mean marijuana. <clears throat> From the Levels Dispensary here in Denver. Recreational Levels. They're better known for their medical <clears throat> fulfillment, but that's okay because the prices on recreational were so outrageously low. I was even willing to buy Sour Patch Kids. Pause. And I'm not even saying Sour Patch Kids might not be the best weed of all time. Maybe it is. But... Next week, I'll have to go in and decide if it's better than Fruity Pebbles. And after that, I'll have to go in to decide if it's better than Count Chocula. All of which, frankly, I'm surprised aren't already weeds. Probably are. 
<clears throat> that Count Chocula, I gotta say. That one I'd be interested in. Pause. Okay. But stupid names for marijuana is not the reason I got on today at all. In fact, I have a list. Yeah, I do have a list. So where do I put my list? Well, you'd think in one room, Kitty, I'd be able to keep some shit straight. But because of your constant urination on all of my belongings, well, believe it or not, I'm in a rather scattered state of mind most of the time you're around. So that might explain why I can't find my list. Or it's right here. Sweet. It's here. Okay. The Bezos shit. All those bases. Yep. Okay, we're not talking about Jeff Bezos, that's for sure. But we are going to talk about... <clears throat> if I can get some of the weed phlegm out of my throat. I happened to run into the Robert Schock... Uh, Ro- er, is it Robert B- Duvall? No, no, it's not Robert Duvall. Um, but the Robert Schock... Uh, oh, God, I, I can't think of his name. Anthony... Uh, the guy who came to shock with the water erosion theory that he had read in a book by the French dude, that guy, and Robert Schock, did the documentary on Nova, I think it was Nova, it might have been its own production, um, with the gun dude, um, and basically lifted the uh, ignorance bubble off how old the Sphinx really is. But... That just led me to think of all of the things we have wrong, or at least don't have explained, or have explained in a way that it's just the uh, human window dressing of keeping a bad idea alive because that bad idea is feeding your kids. And that's basically what all of Egyptology is. And it's it's unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's weird that the that the people living 3,000 years ago had more sense of what their history was than we do. But it's absolutely true. And I'm not sure what the reasons for the the cloaking of our history is. It, it leads you to think that humans are really powerful, magical creatures of combustible nature, unable to control their own devices. Kind of sounds like what we might be. And if that's what we are, then you could see where some superior force of control would decide that it's better to keep us ignorant and uh, docile than uh, flittering about and volatile. Okay, maybe, maybe. Certainly emotions are something to have to manage, and the human form brings those out worse than anything I've ever experienced. And better, obviously. It's the duality that we're here to see. But... All of these motivations, whatever it is, whoever it is, whyever it is, our history is filled with wrong answers. And, frankly, the evidence to say, yeah, what the fuck is that? So, I put my what the fuck is that from history list together this morning, just throwing 9 to 12, how many I got here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And then some honorable mentions. So say I've got 15 to 20 ideas here of shit that we just don't get. And whatever explanation's being given is bullshit. And I'll start with the Merses. What are the man purses in the relief carvings of the Persepolis, basically all over Iraq, the, um, the carvings at Gobekli Tepe? That's the one that cinched it for me, that the Merses are something. 
because they're they're in too many ancient carvings of major proportion. They have been given specific attention like the pine cone. I don't get either one. But I guarantee you they're a big part of the mystical that we're missing. What the fuck are the Mercers? Just like, what are the nubs? And I could have just... The nubs are the most clear cross-continental evidence that the, the megalithic architecture is somebody worldwide. Somebody who had the influence to be able to construct projects on all continents. They're responsible for the nubs and the stone softening and the megalithic um, precision, playful architecture, the 14-sided piece that sits in Peru. I mean, they're clearly showing off what they can do. And what they could do was amazing. We can't do it. And a simple question that would solve it all are what are the nubs? All right, who built Teotihuacan? Or however you say that one. Who built it? We don't know. Just like we don't know who built Nan Madal. We don't know who carved the Alora Caves. Those three alone leave me awestruck by what force brought that all together. How? How? How are any of those three sites in existence? They shouldn't be in existence. There is no explanation today or in any part of our history that comes close to describing how those were created. Gobekli Tepe is the same problem. It just isn't as well documented. But it will be, because boy, is it the biggest problem right now in all of archaeology. <clears throat> okay, that's one, two, three, four, five of them. Uh, let's skip around a little bit and say, who carved the stone balls? And there are two here that matter. There are the baseball, softball, golf ball-sized ones that are all over the world. And some of the most intriguing areas to look for that are South Africa and the British Isles. Go look up the uh, British Isle collection of stone balls. Baseball size. What the fuck are those for and who did them? And then, what about the giant stone balls that are all over the world? Literally carved in everything from diorite to granite to you name the hardest materials other than diamond because there's never been a diamond that big. But had they found one, and maybe they did, and they are currently hauling it around in their galactic truck ship, but perfect spheres carved out of the hardest materials on Earth, the size of Volkswagens, or the size of a side table, or the size of a kitchen table. doesn't matter. They're all sorts of sizes, and they're impossible to explain. <clears throat> so who carved the stone fucking balls? Okay, who created the Dropa Stones? I'm not letting the Dropa Stones disappear. I know they've been 86th into some museum drawer, lit on fire, and set to the bottom of the ocean, or whatever the fuck they did with them. But they existed. They've been documented. They've been well documented. And on any other search other than Google... They are the most fascinating mystery, in my opinion, from the past that has zero explanation. Nobody's even tried. All right, who built the Antikytherian mechanism? And it's not so much who built it, but what industry was around 
to create the gearing and the sophistication of mechanism, mechanical integration that is the Antikytheria mechanism. It isn't a machine that should exist. Its, Its concept is too high. It is way out of place in terms of its uh, its functionality. And it's almost a whimsical machine. Yes, it tells the accurate moving of the heavens in a way that is <laughs> completely intellectually sophisticated. But that kind of information was available in other channels. So it's almost cosmetic gratuitous, it's showing off. It's like the 14-sided piece in Peru. But it's also necessary that somebody had the ability to create those gears. Who was creating metal? Who, who had the, 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 uh, the workshop? Who, who, was, who was creating the, the actual material to then stamp the gearing that then became the sophisticated workings, watch-like workings, 34 different gears in place simultaneously. Who did this? Okay. Um, who carved the flying man bulls that are like 15 feet tall? It's just, who could have done it? How did they do it? And what is the material in our reality that creates the vision that became these flying man bulls? Why do they have so much prominence in ancient carving and architecture? It's the same question about all the the chimeras that exist in Egyptian art and legacy architecture. These are strange things to have devoted so much time to creating for nothing other than the realization of someone's fantastical imagination. So who carved the flying man bulls and why is that the subject matter upon which those are carved? Do I understand the Mona Lisa? Sure, it's a painting of a woman. Do I understand the Pieta? Well, yeah, that's Michelangelo carving the Mother Mary and Jesus in a way that makes sense. Do I understand the flying man balls? No, neither do you. Neither does anybody else. But there is an explanation. They don't exist for no reason. Uh, what is the moon? What is the moon? It's inexplicable. No one can explain how it's gotten where it is, why it's tidally locked, nor why it remains tidally locked, nor why it hasn't crashed into the earth. It doesn't, none of it makes sense. There's no physical model to explain the emergence of the moon and the earth in the same precise situation that exists today. The idea that the moon is artificial has a lot more solvability in the moon's crisis concerns than anything else does. 
And once something starts to take legs as the only explanation that makes sense, well, then you have to look at it seriously. So when I think about everything that exists regarding the moon, the most likely explanation to me is it's an artificial construction. Who did it? Why? And for what purpose? Who fucking knows? Now we're getting into the kind of civilizations that you can't even really fathom exist. Because if something is that advanced, well then what are we? We are nonsense chatter in a box filled with junk. An artificial creation as consequential as the moon? Who the fuck are you? I don't know. Maybe you're the ones that built Teotihuacan. All right, and sort of his attack on one here at the end. Why all the relief carving? Why all the relief carving? That is so much more difficult than just carving the image into the rock. Why is everything relief carved? It's crazy. It is, it's like, again, it's showing off. Whoever these Atlanteans are, they were magically gifted at art, at stonemasonry, at mechanics, at architecture. These were highly advanced beings. Maybe they're the shiny ones, the Anunnaki. Where are these myths coming from, that they have legs across multiple cultures? How do multiple cultures describe the shiny ones? Do you know what you describe as shiny? Things that are shiny, like fish. Why are there so many descriptions of the beings with scales? You know what scales are if you've ever seen a fish. You know what scales are if you've ever seen a snake. You have a sense of these things immediately. So then when you redescribe something as having that feature, it's not an offhanded remark. I love how when you look back in the past, you either claim everyone was a moron and was just doing shit that they were imagining out of thin air, or everyone was a goddamn literalist doing exactly what they saw in real time, to the T. Depending on which one suits your pursuit of history better, both get thrown out all the time. And neither one, can we say, with confidence is the situation. They're both just made-up storylines to help craft narratives that are tight enough that you won't say, but wait a second, where is all the stone that got carved away from the Alora Caves? Where did it all go? Well, uh, maybe they made a moon out of it. All right. How about that split rock? The one that's carved right down the middle. That's 33 feet high? How'd they do that? Oh, it cracked. (laughs) Oh, you're a dumbass if you believe that. It's balanced on two miniature pillars, for fuck's sake. That is, to me, the most inexplicable... Uh, remnant of the ancient past there is. But I'm not overlooking Petra or Angkor Wat or even the uh, the that iron pole that's sitting in India. I mean, these are some of my honorable mentions. All the obelisks. 
I mean, the entire platform that is, uh, that is uh, the Jupiter stone, the pregnant woman stone. I, I have no idea how the Temple of Baal exists. No, neither does anyone else. That looks like it had to be created by giants. There's no, there's no, we don't have, we can't even create the machinery to move the stuff because the machinery would have to be so well platformed. We'd have to create the platform on which to create the machinery, which would be a bigger endeavor than even cutting the stone and moving it. I mean, there is so no explanation for it because we can't even imagine a world in which we could do it, but it's done. So, again, just call it a quirk of natural bronze working tools guys with loincloths that all of a sudden stumbled into a 120 ton stone platform creation technique. Okay, well then, what about all of the balanced rocks? Not just that one that's cut in half. Go look for balanced, huge rocks and just see what you see. Tell me how any of them were done. And I'll end, since I started there, with another Nova special about, uh, oh, I can't pull her name right now, but a very famous dig in Mexico that essentially showed uh, <clears throat> conceptual high-level uh, organized activity by humans at the 250,000-year plateau, agreed to by multiple scientists based on, well, based on evidence you should watch for yourself. I'm not here to tell you why that story got buried, but it did. I believe her first name is Catherine, and her last name is something Irish like O'Shallahan or something. I, I'm probably 100 degrees directly incorrect here. But this site that was a cooperative effort between uh, American and Mexican uh, archaeological science teams. Well, the evidence is pretty conclusive. There were people here 250,000 years ago doing things like hunting with spear tips that were sophisticated. How? We don't know. But they were here. And instead of just shutting the site down and saying, no more investigation here, which is what happened, Truly advanced society asks, what do we do now? Let's get as many experts here as possible. Let's find out how this anomaly could possibly have existed. And then let's let all of those potentials hit the paradigm and stimulate an entirely new scientific inquiry for the youth coming into the world today. Or, you can leave guys like me these kinds of lists because you do something else. And for those of you who are hiding our past, if I have one goal in this life, it's to find you and find out why. And then, of course, I'm going to share all the information that you're hiding from everybody with everybody. Because the truth doesn't exist to be hidden. It exists 
to persist. So the rest of us have an idea what the fuck is going on. You've left us all in this cloud of nonsense. Well, I'm here to blow that cloud right out of the sky.